everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Well, I got canceled this week. Our friends at Facebook just canceled me. Our incredible media team put together these ads and we showed these ads and for some reason, Mark Zuckerberg and his friends didn't dig them. Here, here's the ad. Everywhere we turn, we're, we're getting hit by the wave of wokeism, racism, our sexuality, the educational system, our government, even our churches. We're afraid to talk about what it means to be woke. We're gonna take a deep dive into wokeism and discover it is an ideology that is satanic. It is dangerous. The series is called Woke or Awake. It's the most important teaching I've ever done in the history of fellowship. I'll see you for this series. So here's, here's what they sent to us. This ad doesn't comply with our advertising policies. Soft serve ice cream. I know you've been to one of those ubiquitous steakhouses and a lot of them have the soft serve ice cream machine strategically placed by the salad bar. Isn't that funny? Ice cream is my favorite dessert. I mean, I just, I really love it. I do. I'm gonna have some. Swirl, woo, mm, wow, that's great stuff. The thing about ice cream is, if that's all you eat, eventually you'll die. I mean, we're not made to feed and to live on ice cream. Basically, you put cream, sugar, vanilla in the machine and out comes ice cream. Now, I'm fine with dessert, so are you, But let's talk about also the protein, the steak, the baked potato, the the vegetables. And then you're supposed to have maybe a little dessert, you know? Soft serve ice cream. I'm afraid that the church in general, I'm afraid that many leaders and pastors just are serving this soft serve ice cream. Soft males serving soft serve ice cream. I wouldn't mind living on ice cream. I mean, it tastes great. It's really, really good. But it's not going to take you where you need to go or where you want to go. Today, I am in a series on wokeism. And we're going to take some cool twists and turns during this series. We're talking about it next week. And then the next week, Elise and I are going to do a message about wokeism and your kids. What do you do about that? What's our role in that? So today though, we're talking about the church and and we need to understand the church's role in wokeism. You could call this progressive Christianity. You could even call it liberal Christianity. It's infiltrated the church in so many ways. 
you'll see the message map. Do you have one of those? Wave the message map real quick. I'm gonna fly through this material and you can use it and read it and think about these issues when you go home. What is wokeology? I made that term up. What is wokeology? Basically, it's this. I am central and the source of truth. It's about me. And in wokeism, we've learned in this post-modernistic period, man has really looked inside of himself for answers. When I look inside of myself for answers, I'm just looking into the deep, dark waters of depravity. And I am the, the man sovereignly ruling over this universe called me. I know truth. I mean, what's true to me is true, and what's true to you is true. So as long as you don't tell me what to do, or as long as I don't tell you what to do, everything is copacetic, everything is cool. This, though, has infiltrated the church. Soft serve ice cream. What, what is a woke church? I'm glad you're asking. I could tell you're asking that question. Number one, they, being wokers, emphasize the love of God over the holiness of God. In the Christian life, in a biblically functioning church, we wanna teach and preach the whole counsel of God. So you've got steak and potato and vegetables, and you've got ice cream. You have to have both. It's like my friend Dion Sanders said. They asked him, Dion, do you like football or baseball best? He said, both. I have Dion's mobile number. I want to brag. Hashtag humbled. Of course, we played at Florida State together. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was all American, I was all bench. It was great. <laughs> so in the Christian life, it's both. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna serve some soft serve ice cream. We're gonna talk about the sweet things in the counsel of God, but also we have to talk about truth. It's like when I, when I talk to our, our grandson, one of our grandsons, Thunder, and I told you this story. I said, Thunder, just like this. No. You're not being nice. <laughs> and that's the reason why pastors and leaders are so scared to talk about this subject. I mean, we're all insecure. I'm insecure. I want to be liked by everyone. But when I talk about a subject like this, everyone is not going to dig it. I understand that. That's okay. I'll have some hate on social media. Maybe people will even cycle out of this church and go to the other, you know, 1,400 churches in this area. I don't know. That was a joke. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to be ready for that, and all you have to do is look at the life of Jesus. After a hard saying, the Bible says, many left. Many turned their back. But it, it's sad that so many of our voices do not talk about these issues. And our young people are dying 
to understand and process what this is about, the implications, where it came from, and how to process this, and how to stand yet. Here's what many pastors and churches are saying about wokeism. It's all about love. They underscore the love of God over the holiness of God. God is love. Okay, he is. I mean, God is love. You matter to God. If you knew how much you were loved, you wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. In fact, we can't even comprehend it. That's how much God loves us. That's, I mean, that's sweet. But also, there's the holiness side of God. Read the Bible, when God is described, he's described more for his holiness than he is for his love. Although he has perfect love and love flows from holiness. Yet when I talk about holiness, it's not really a popular subject. You gotta be holy in your thinking. Holy, and the Holy Spirit empowers us here Holy in where you go. Holy in what you put before your eyes. Holy in your conversation. Holy in your business practices. Holy with your finances. Whoa, man, I don't like it. And a lot of times, I'm waking up on Sunday morning going, I do not want to serve the steak and baked potato. Give me the soft serve ice cream. Soft serve ice cream. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be, let's say it together, holy. It's, it's basically set apart. It's not like a, like a doggy downer. God's not raining on our fun parade. No, no, no. He says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. We are holy. Jesus has made us holy. Once we receive Christ, his righteousness, his holiness is imparted into our lives. And because we have this commonality, we see God. The holiness of God distinguishes God as God. The love of God, 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 <laughs> holiness, the love of God, the love of God, holiness. There's gotta be a balance. All right, number two, number two, we're flying now. They offer the woke church, an offensive free environment. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So I'm just going to talk about the love of God. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, the gospel is offensive. The fact that we're sinners, I'm a sinner in need of a savior, that's offensive. Much of the Christian life is offensive. Much of it is not. There's that balance in it. Offensive. 2017, I had open heart surgery. Can you believe it? You can kind of see my, I'm not gonna take my shirt off, but you can kind of see the scar, see right there? Well, let me show you. Right there, you can see it. They cut me from here to there. Well, I mean, heart surgery, that's no walk in the park, is it? I doubt you thought you'd see a heart surgery scar today, did you? 
I was working out with a trainer. Everything was good. I was pretty much asymptomatic. I was told I was born with a little mitral valve prolapse, a mitral valve that wasn't quite right. The doctor said, I doubt you'll ever have to have any surgery, but we'll always check it. Walked into the doctor's office. He goes, uh, you need heart surgery. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you have about six months to live. Are you kidding me? So, wow, I, I received the truth, even though it was really, quite frankly, offensive. Who are you, Dr. Laurie, to tell me about my problem? You see what I'm saying? But, but, but thankfully, I had surgery and I have no limitations whatsoever. I feel better today, really, in a lot of ways than I did prior to that. But one day I'll tell you about heart surgery. It's a trip. I have some funny stories about it. Really, really, really funny. We all have heart problems. Who am I to stand up here and go, everything's cool. I mean, Dr. Laurie could have said, Ed, you're working out, man. You've got a head full of hair. Well, I bought this hair. I have hair transplants. But you look good. You're relatively lean. I mean, I mean, he could have told me all the good things. You have an amazing wife and family and you go a great church. And, wow, those are good things. But truth of the matter, I was dying. My heart was even enlarged. It was bad. So I got to tell you, because I'm preaching the whole counsel of God, the good stuff, sometimes the bad stuff. It's not just a soft serve ice cream mentality. I love what 2 Timothy 4 says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. I don't want it anymore. I'm tired of the steak and baked potato and vegetables. Give me ice cream. Instead, they want something to suit their own desires, their own sweet tooth. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to say. Ouch. At Fellowship Church, we want to be comfortably uncomfortable. It's one of our sayings. I'm comforted by Christ. No doubt about it. Yet, I'm uncomfortable for him. It's that balance. We don't have it perfect, no, no, but it's that balance. We have to make sure we, we have that. What is a woke church? Number three, they, the woke church, streamline heaven and air condition hell. Is that a brilliant line? I didn't make it up. First time I heard that, I heard that from my, one of my seminary professors, the great Dr. Roy Fish. And when he told the class that, it like hit me in the solar plexus. Whoa! Read the research. Most people believe in heaven more so than they believe in hell. It's fun to talk about heaven. It is. We've got to talk about it. There is a heaven to gain. No question. Paradise. It's going to be like we can't even wrap our brains around here. Heaven for our family has become more and more real since our daughter suddenly and tragically passed away about, I don't know, a year and a half ago, a little more than a year and a half ago. I, I think about heaven more than I've ever thought about it in my life. I also, I guess, think about hell more than I ever have in my life. Sometimes people ask different questions. 
when they see Lisa and I around the community about Fellowship Church, they'll go, wow, you guys have an 1,100 acre retreat center called Alasso Ranch. I go, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll go, we, we roll the dice. Back 2008, $40 million we spent and we still haven't paid it all. Why, they say. I respond back with a question. Is there a hell? Oh, I mean, you just dropped $30 million in Frisco buying a building off the tollway. Well, I mean, why? And we hadn't paid for that either yet. Why, why, why roll the dice, why? Is there a hell? Is there a hell? Because if there's not, then let's just sell out and chill. If not, let's just have a ice cream social. You scream, ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. Christians love ice cream. Mm. It's the very best. Here's what Jesus said about hell. Let me draw your attention to the last part of Matthew 13, 42. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's hell. God does not send anyone to hell. We make that choice. Hell was not designed for human beings. It's designed for the devil and demons. So if you go to hell, you'll have to go against the will of God. So this gnashing of teeth, I, I play golf now and then, but golfers, how many golfers do we have? If you're a golfer, okay. You're on the 18th and you're like, okay, this is my PB, personal best. If I sink this putt, this is going to be it. So you go, man, I gotta channel my inner, Jordan Spieth, this can be it, this can be it. The ball rolls. That's gnashing of teeth. It's regret, it's remorse. And that's kind of funny, but it's an eternal regret and remorse that you had the opportunity, yet you missed it. Hell is a place you can do anything and everything you always wanted to do alone. We have to talk about heaven and we have to talk about hell. Again, that, that, that balance. The fourth, the fourth characteristic of woke theology, I guess, they promote the meistic mentality, you're the star of the show. <laughs> I'm the A-lister in this movie, man. Jesus is playing a supporting role, and you know, when I need him, I'll move him up to the A-list, but right now, it's just gonna be me. I'm gonna do what in the heck I wanna do, and then I'll just kinda put a bless me sticker on it. And sometimes we think, well, how about, how about this statement? Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. That's true. But sometimes we take that and go, wow, it's by grace. Wow, I can just do whatever I wanna do. Jesus, sit back in the back seat. I'm gonna drive and, and he's probably freaking out because we're just driving, but you know, hey, it's by grace, it's by grace, it's by grace. Mercy covers us, grace empowers us. It's the grace that gives me the horsepower to live 
a holy life, grace. Like we read David and Goliath, for example, we'll go, oh, I'm David, I'm David. Well, no, not necessarily. You see how that is all about you and me? It, it, it's the power of God that delivered him. Yes, God used David, he worked in the situation, but let me just tell you something straight up. I'll say this, and, and please understand this. God doesn't need me, God does not need you. I think we think that, we think, oh, I'm the man. Well, God really needs me. No, he doesn't. He's, he's completely satisfied in his Trinitarian existence. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they have perfect community. He does not, let me say it again, he does not need you or me. Because though of his irrational, unfathomable grace and mercy, he desires a relationship with you and me, and we're here to reflect that and to glorify him in everything we do say, touch, and feel, because God is a God of, of glory. You know, sometimes people say this, it's kind of off the subject, but we're having fun. Sometimes people tell, tell me this. Hey, don't judge me, man. I've said that before, have you? Don't judge me. That's one of the most out of context quotes of Jesus maybe of all time, don't judge me. Matthew seven, the context is Jesus was saying, yeah, don't judge if you're not open to judgment yourself. That's what it means. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell me not to call out sin, nowhere. And you don't have to be perfect to call out sin. God calls out sin, Jesus called out sin. The apostle Paul calls out sin. How about Matthew 18? There's an issue, a sin, go to your brother and sister. You have to call out sin, sin. So, so part of walking and living and leading is calling it out. I'm not perfect, I'm a sinner like you. I've been redeemed and saved and rescued by Jesus Christ, but to sit there and go, man, I'm just, I can't, I can't really talk about, I can't mention the S word, sin, because I wanna just serve the soft, serve ice cream. But when I get to that meistic mentality, I'll begin to think everything's about me and I'll forget the deal. Number five, this is another one, they concentrate on your potential over your depravity. We all, let me say this, have potential. We all have a magnificent, dynamic destiny. But, this is, this is important, only because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's it. That's it. So we have to have that balance. Now it's easy for me to talk about destiny and destiny and, 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 and God's will and potential and potential. Well, I have potential, so do you. Potential means you haven't done anything yet. You have potential. God though, once he infiltrates our lives, Jesus can, can show us where to go to reach our destination, our destiny. But many times, the way I wanna 
the, the way I want to go is not always the way Jesus wants me to go. And that's where humility comes in. That's where taking up your cross daily comes in. That's where dying to yourself comes in. Balance. Balance. All right. Number six. I'm almost done now. One minute to go. Sports fans. They preach deliverance over perseverance. Hmm. I believe in deliverance. God delivered, for example, the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. I've known people, I've seen situations where God has delivered them. I believe God heals. I believe in all of that. However, you can't, you can't limit Christianity into some quick fix, deliverance, little, little prayer, and everything's fine. One time a guy told me this. This is hilarious. And this was a Christian leader. He told me this. You know, I had a lust problem. Okay. And I was delivered from lust. Really? I've never met that man. The only way you can be delivered from lust, if you're a guy, is you die. That's it. I understand what he was saying. Don't get me wrong. There was a moment when God revealed to him his, his lust. It was out of control, porn, and looking at women, whatever. I get that. However, after that deliverance, you've got perseverance. You've got the children of Israel after they were delivered doing what? Following the Lord. Following Mo with some serious momentum. And they had issues with that. So the Christian life is more about perseverance in a lot of ways than deliverance, but it is about deliverance. For example, I mentioned Lebeth passing away. I mean, why hasn't God delivered me from grief? Lisa and I are still struggling right now with grief. Deliver me, God! Well, I know the best in heaven. And we're, we're walking in perseverance day by day. But there are many days we, I mean, we'll tell you, we don't feel like putting one foot in front of the other. I think about a family in our church, Tracy and Debbie Barnes, they lost two, two, their two sons to Duchenne's muscular dystrophy within a matter of years. I mean, God hasn't delivered them from grief. I mean, yes, on one hand he has, I hope you hear me, but it's not like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have any grief anymore, Lee best in heaven, everything's fine, you know. That, though, is, is the beauty of God because sometimes God is as much in the breakdown as the breakthrough. And we talk all about breakthroughs, and I love breakthroughs, and there are breakthroughs. There are breakthroughs. But also, sometimes God will break us down, and the breakdown is really the breakthrough. Take Lee Beth, for example. Yeah, God has delivered us in a lot of ways. No doubt. 
Wow, how, how? What's been happening at Fellowship Church? That's, I believe, part of deliverance. The story that we've been able to share, not only here, but around the country, that's part of deliverance. Now, I would trade it all in to have Lee Beth back. We're writing a book about the situation, and, and, and we've had so many people come up to us who've suffered loss and pain that we would have never, ever talked to had it not been for that situation. God did not cause that to happen. Sometimes I'll hear testimonies and people are like, yeah, I remember we interviewed a guy on stage years ago, I won't mention his name, and he was like, yeah, I was smoking weed every day with the women and my cars and this and that and whatever. It was almost like he was, he was, he was glorifying sin. It was almost like he was saying, yeah, God wanted me to sin, so now I can have a testimony. No, no, we've not invited him back. But, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying to you though? It, it, what, what is deliverance in God's economy? What is it? That's, that's a great question, so we have to have that balance. Deliverance, perseverance, perseverance, deliverance. And obviously we believe God can heal and deliver, but also we, we know it's a day-by-day day situation. And I would rather just have the deliverance thing. Boom! I don't have to deal with greed anymore. Boom! I don't have to deal with lust anymore. Boom! I don't have to deal with anger anymore. Everything's cool. I'm fine. Christianity, in the most part, is not that way. Number seven, last one. I'm four minutes over time. That's okay. <laughs> they believe how you feel becomes the facts. Now, there's a verse I've been trying to find in the Bible I haven't found it. God wants me to be happy. Surely it's somewhere in there, God wants me to be happy. I know it is because I hear people quote it all the time. I've even said it to myself, God wants me to be. Well, God wants me to be obedient. I will be happy, happy and peppy and bursting with love. I'm gonna have moments of happiness. I believe Christians should be the happiest people out there. We should be the most positive people out there. We should be the most encouraging people out there. However, we cannot put our emotions on the same level as scripture. And sometimes we'll go from place to place kind of chasing God. Oh, if I feel it, okay, I feel it there. I'll be there for a while. I don't feel it anymore. I'm gonna run over here. Oh, I really don't feel it here, but I feel it over here. And so again, God has feelings too. But remember, our emotions can, can, can lie to us. They can take us places that we don't wanna go. I mean, if I did what I felt like doing as far as preaching, I would talk about love and kindness and heaven and me and destiny and deliverance and emotion. Not the other stuff. If I felt that way. Soft serve ice cream. It's so, so important, but it's not the main ingredient of our diet. It's part of it, but it's not the main ingredient. I'm so thankful that we serve a God of balance, aren't you? I'm so thankful we serve a God who is tough and tender, who is about the steak and the ice cream. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this message. I thank you for every person here. And I thank you, God, that, that we can serve up your food by your grace and power and glory each and every week. 
as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if, if you're here, I wanna tell you some good news as we were praying, some good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ, that's good news. But to fully understand the good news, you, you have to understand the bad news about yourself. You're a sinner in need of a savior. Your sins have separated you from God. Years ago, I made the decision, the choice, to ask Christ to come into my life, to forgive me and cleanse me, to change me. And that's the best news I could tell anyone. If you've never made that decision, you can make that right now by saying, Jesus Christ, I admit to you what you already know, that I'm a sinner, that I've messed up. I admit that to you, I turn from that, and I ask you, Jesus, to take control of my life. I give you everything I am and everything I'll ever be. As our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you said that for the first time, Christ infiltrated your life and he'll never leave you or forsake you. You might be praying and you're going, man, tears are streaming down my face. I feel so emotional. That's incredible. Other times people pray the prayer and it's like, okay, I just feel a peace. No tears. Other times I've seen people, they just say the words and mean them to the best of their ability and Christ still comes in. We want you to be a part of Fellowship Church, a place that attempts to serve the whole counsel of God, a balanced diet. We ask all these things in Christ's name. listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.